It's a weird waveforms this week on my claps. It's very weird. Mine are always straight up and down. <sighs> okay, okay, you freaking elitist clapping idiot. Welcome to the Here We Start the Podcast. It's a podcast born Phoenix-like from the ashes of last year's podcast. I am your co-host, Jeff, uh, here with my perfect clapping wavelength <laughs> co-host, Nick. I, I, I just got called an elitist clapping idiot. It's the weirdest insult I've ever received. Yeah, well, you know. Nick, it's, I'm Nick. Hi. He's Nick. He's, oh man, if you ever need anybody to put up some, some really, really solid waveforms with their claps, he's your guy. I, I mean, Nick, uh, man, we've we've talked about lots of ways that we can Elitist make this podcast clapping grow. idiot. But like, I, I think there's got to be a subreddit for that. Anyways, this is our podcast. We are a couple friends that are half a continent apart that would like to come together, clap really nicely, and talk about some things that are fun and interesting to us. Nick. Hi. Hi. Oh, man, we really need to nail how we're going to do that. Because, like, I just, I feel like I need to say Nick, and I need that to be filled with, like, an, an, like a little a little bit of time for me Here, to, like... Here's what it is, okay? You'll be like, Nick, and I'm going to say, yes, Jeff! And, yes, and, Jeff! And I'm going to say, just like that, like, in a normal human being way that, that I did, and then yeah. you're going to go. Well, I mean, you know, like, yeah, we're good now. That was so good. Uh, Thanks. There is a non-zero chance that we've already talked about this. Uh, this, huh. this is the thing that I've realized... As we've done this podcast, is I am very, very, very bad at remembering what on earth we've talked about and like as podcast uh, co-hosts and what we've talked okay. about as friends. Um, oh, fair, fair. Yeah, it's it's hard, or honestly talked about in general. Uh, but so, Nick, <laughs> what uh, I want I want to know your thoughts. We live on different. Uh, time zones by a couple hours and this manifests itself in two different ways uh i'm not sure if you've caught on but i certainly have one it is that you will text me at like midnight which is like barely 10 o'clock your time and i (laughs) i will text you at uh 4 a.m because i wake up at 6 and read my phone and then text you immediately without thinking so I want to know what is what do you feel is acceptable texting etiquette across time zones? Okay. Because I'm a little self conscious about this. No, I'm, you're 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 totally okay. Uh, my my rule of thumb with this is that I don't text like when I think someone else could be sleeping, which is basically like from ten to like eight. I try to leave them alone unless they have unless. shown a proclivity <laughs> for also texting me in those those uh, those windows themselves. At which point I'm like, well, the, it must not bug them, or they don't. F- I, I don't think anyone sleeps with their sound on, waiting for an emergency call. Uh, right? Well, I'm, I'm, that's like I'm really glad to hear you say that because boy, do I feel judged at the number of times you've texted me back at 4 a.m. your time when I text you at six o'clock in the morning, <laughs> which I'll say is basically I maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure is zero. Yeah, I do not. I yeah. But do I do I wake you up when I text you at four o'clock no, in the morning? No. Are you, I, are I you sleep, a good boy? I I, I, turn your notifications I off. I know that was like a thing for like. Does do people like have their phones on sound at night? Like that's well, I don't yeah, know. It seems wild to me because like I actually have. I mean, in like I live a world in where I have uh, the responsibility to wake up uh, for work, but like I don't have all my notifications on. Like that would be terrible. Like 
I, I can be contacted at three o'clock in the morning, but you have to know the right way to do it. And no offense, but there's not very many people that know the right way to do that. I don't know. Like that, that seems crazy to me that you would just live life where you could be woken up by a text yeah. message at three o'clock in the morning or whatever. I, I agree. And also like, you know, you could get a notification from any nonsense app at 3 a.m. You know, that could happen, right? right? Like hundred yeah. percent. Like, for example, your email app when I publish a video. I mean, wow. <laughs> what, what do we do when I publish a podcast at, uh, you know, one or two o'clock in the morning? Yeah, don't don't let me wake you up at two o'clock in the morning when I publish the podcast. Like, that's that's no bueno. Uh, and likewise, Nick, do not let me wake you up with a text message. But no, it, it's it totally is fine with me. I actually like I'm I'm fine with it. And when I text you like that, I fully expect that the text will be responded to the next day just at, yeah at 4 a.m correct yeah <laughs> yeah 4 a.m my time that's when i want my text thanks i want to preface this next uh topic with the fact that uh th- it's been absolutely wild so there is a tennis player who has been in the news cycle recently this has i just i, I just want to i don't actually want to talk about that i don't know enough of the details to speak educated on the topic but like I just want to be clear. This has literally nothing to do with the tennis player at all. It is okay. an absolutely wild uh, coincidence that this is even a thing that I should even have to say because I literally had never heard this word spoken before. So, Nick, my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, she's two and a half here soon. I think in a couple of months, so two and a half. And she was starting to talk more and more. And one of my favorite things about having kids is the the words that they use to describe things that you eventually catch on to what they're saying, but is so hilariously wrong. Uh, and my favorite one at this point for my daughter is Oseka. Oseka. You, Oseka. Oseka. And she's very adamant about be, saying Oseka. And <laughs> I want you to think. I want you to like. I want you to just to relax and think about uh, what do you think. I want. I, I. I know I do this sometimes where it's like, oh, I have no idea. And yes, I understand that you have no idea what the actual answer is. I want you to take a guess at what Oseka is for is our it, family. Is it one second? Like that's is good, it? Is a, it like? Yeah, that's no, not that's not bad. That's not bad. I will say it is it is a noun. A noun. Um I got nothing. I mean, it, Nick, to be honest, I'm were, just like you were gonna be, a, between the I, two of us, you were the most likely you were voted most likely in our high school yearbook to be uh, you know, an English major, a writer of books and and <laughs> the words and stuff. I feel like it's so like weird you can do this. It's funny that your uh, high school would vote uh between the two of us, uh considering <laughs> how far apart we are and didn't go to the same high school. But you know, it's good, it's good. Oh, um, yeah. I, I have no idea. I think this the spelling would be O S C E C A, right? O-S-E-C-A. Is that right? That's <laughs> my two-year-old daughter. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I mean, I... I, I you I asked just, me! You I asked me how do you spell it. <laughs> Jeff, you can't ask me how to spell it like you and your wife haven't texted it or something. You're no, a jerk. So, <laughs> no, I had an extra K. So I had O-S-E-C-K-A. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, oh, man, that makes me think, like, dude, uh, can you know talking about doing college english and stuff like that which i assume this is not a thing nowadays it's probably hopefully never but can you imagine a college level spelling class like that (laughs) seems so bad (laughs) where you just have to spell obscure words that no one knows oh my gosh oh my god uh, there there are so many words that like i just i can't even try like 
I just I know that there's no way that I I know how to get that. Okay, seriously, I didn't put that in the show notes. That was literally my number one word that I was going to use. So, (laughs) what if I tell you some? Like, would you like me to use it in a sentence? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you in a sentence. Uh, So this is this is something that happened earlier tonight. Uh, So today, Alice was yelling. Oseka, play Pour Sugar on Alexa. Me. Alexa! <laughs> yeah. Alexa! I shouldn't so, say that so loudly. No, no, you should not. Anybody out there that's listening <laughs> oh on anything God. other than headphones, I apologize. But yes, that was her yelling, Alexa, Oseka, play Sugar on Me, which is, yeah, play. Damn. The, the, yeah. Can Anyways. I just say that your two-year-old daughter has figured out AI? Like, <laughs> well, no, the funny, the hilarious thing is like, it actually doesn't work yet. Although she will, she is pretty close because my son did a kind of a similar thing where he would get close enough that it actually trigger Alexa to uh, say things. But uh, what it is close enough is now that Katie and I understand what she is trying to say and translate it to Alexa. Oh, that's so, awesome. <laughs> like through so proxy, cool. she's able to control Alexa, but just no, you know, no, no, no. this is actually better than being able to control AI. This is her being able to control two adults. She can <laughs> yeah, two adults absolutely. She she's figured it out. She gets to listen to the music she wants to listen to. Oh, oh my gosh, God. Nick! I, I want to listen. I think we need to go to one of your topics. <laughs> I've talked about <laughs> random dumb things long <laughs> enough. What's uh, what, what's uh, one of yours today? Okay, so uh, Jeff, have you ever seen Turtles Hatch? Uh, I don't think so. It is so cool. It is so cool. I, think I do know like, like they cool. like do they run off to the the ocean after yes. they do it? Yes. Okay. So we're gonna I'm gonna send this to you and I'm gonna talk while you watch it. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's fair. While you watch it, at least just like a couple seconds. You have to watch the whole damn thing or anything like that. Where is our channel? There it is. Okay. Um. So I, I linked it at a good timestamp for it. Okay, you can even rewind it a little bit. Okay, so turtles, the way that turtles do their uh, their nests, uh, um, are they lay like a clutch of eggs under sand on a beach and it, like a ton, like 50 to 200 per sea turtle, sea turtle. And these moms do this at several different places, right? Because like the, the odds of the turtles surviving is actually super low, which is kind of sad. But like... That's they super all depressing. Have, I, I know. So I, I'm sorry. But let's go back to the fun part. There's okay. li- so like literally 200 baby turtles all hatching at once on a, on a beach and then all running collectively. Like their brains are so freaking good. Something about evolution has worked so well with them that they will literally all start running towards the freaking, like their first steps, their first moments of freaking air. And they start running together as a pack towards the ocean. These tiny little baby turtles and seeing it in person is like the coolest thing in the world. And it's so adorable and also like terrifying. Wait, and have you, have you seen it in person? Yeah, I've seen it twice. It's so cool. Oh, wait, how so recently? Cool. Uh, a long time ago. I saw it both two times as a kid, basically. Oh man, that's so cool. Dude, this is so cool, right? Like, I think it's just wildly interesting and they hatch so many and, uh, I don't know, Jeff. It, this is like the coolest thing in the world to be. Um, oh man, the beginning of it is so disturbing. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't watch the whole thing. It's, it's whatever. Okay. Also, there's a couple other things about this that I think are insane. So, like, sea turtles r- nest at the same beach they were born at, and there's a theory on why they do this. That is that they can freaking feel the magnetic field of the Earth. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
like a surprising number of things are able to figure things out because of the electric field. It's like, what in the world? That's magnetic insane. field, magnetic field, uh, magnetic field. I don't know. They th- things that we don't understand are how many many animals are able to understand where they are at. It's absolutely wild. Jeff, I can't even feel when my when my wife turns on the freaking air purifier or whatever. <laughs> they're so much better animals than oh, us. Oh man, they can so they can like tell the intensity and the direction, or, like the angle of the freaking magnetic pull, and they can uh, well, that's the theory at least, and they can just basically remember anywhere so the same turtles will show up to the same uh, the same beaches like consistently and then the other thing that i think is really interesting and crazy is so jeff what do you think would determine this the gender of a uh or sex of a uh of a turtle that is being hatched uh, I would wrong, imagine stupid <laughs> wrong. You're wrong. I don't even know what you were going to say. It doesn't matter. The answer is the temperature. The temperature. Determines... Is that is that real? Yeah. I have no idea why. Is, okay. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Yep. Uh, the temp. What, what determines actually, the sex of a yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to lead Google. I want the to temperature open, of the nest determines a hatchling's gender. This is called temperature-dependent sex determination. Warmer temperatures produce mostly females, and cooler temperatures pr- produce a majority of males. There is a pivotal, a pivotal temperature that produces an equal ratio of males and females. The temperature determine, uh, determining sex, sex ratio differs between se- species and nest locations. This is at conserveturtles.org, Jeff. It is a reliable source. I checked. So, get wrecked. And- I'm... I'm reading this. This this feels like the sort of thing that you would have on Turtle Facebook. I, 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 I agree. But, Jeff, it's so cool. It's so cool. Oh, man. You're right. It is true. It's at, it seems to be like at fertilization temperature or something. I don't yeah. know. At least that's what my Turtle Facebook says. What, what a ridiculous thing. Like, what a ridiculously oh. and super cool thing. That's all I got on this. I just think baby sea turtle hatching, hatchings are incredibly adorable. Um, if you're a listener, please go Google this. You will be like, it just tiny, tiny little turtles with like, also, I love how their flippers are like super, like, I don't even know how to put it. They're like, they move awkwardly when they're babies. They like ratchet and stuff. And they have to like dig out of the sand to get out of like the, cause the, the mother's like bury the nest right bury the clutch of eggs so like they just know to start digging up all at the same time and then all start running at the same time towards the water which is just wild and cool it is very wild and very cool and reminds me very much of (laughs) something from my very young childhood uh we we joke about the fact that you're the young baby of the two of us. Yes. I, I do genuinely think this might be something that splits on our age difference. Ha, do you, One, do you know what electric football is? And two, have you ever seen electric football in person? No. What's electric football? So you don't even know? No. What's electric football? What am I missing out on? My own? I want to let you know those two words. I've never thought of them together. This is a great. This is a great uh, okay. combination of words. Okay, hold on. I I likewise will put this in the the Discord chat. Um, here you go, sir. Uh, okay. I, I I honestly just randomly googled electric how football. To, how to electric football? Um, basically, imagine <laughs> the need what? to have an RNG based football game. Before, you know, 
electro like handheld electronic football games were a thing like electronic in the sense of a video game <laughs> this reminds me of like the same thing of like randomly just like headed toward a direction i don't <laughs> i don't know why that triggered a thing that was similar in my mind but like yeah this is uh, this is maybe not the best example okay. it's 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 not skip, but i'm a skip. big fan of this this connection wait wait do you remember the football games or like the little handheld ones that just had like flashing lights for positions oh, and players and stuff? Flip yes. You have no idea. Like at my grandparents' oh. house, how much time I spent on that. <laughs> that and the my, baseball one. My, There's a good baseball one too. Oh, really? Okay. For sure. I don't remember that, but I, I, I trust you. Um, my, my cousins had one of those and I definitely played a lot of it, but like not very well. So, or not very this well. Is like, like, when I was very young. I, I didn't realize how well produced the thing that I sent you was. I mean, well produced being. I'm not listening to it, very, but they're like very, telling us plays. <laughs> very generous air quotes here. Um, I feel like the more typical experience of playing electric football is much more akin to baby turtles running around randomly trying to find their way to water in the same way that these little baby football electric players made their way to the end zone i'm um, sorry this is this is like me for me to <laughs> laugh at but can you what well, it's, it's a very good connection too can you can you scroll down to the comments this, this comment is really sad and really funny <laughs> just oh my god! Jeff, Jeff yeah, said a thing that says electric football top ten plays, and for our listeners, it says the top comment is someone saying, "I'm high AF watching this and so lonely here." <laughs> <laughs> <I'm really bad. laughs> and the next one, I'm 25 and I love football. I always wanted to try this out. How would I go about getting and finding a group? I'm from Oklahoma City. Great video, by the way. I'm How so would you sorry, go about finding a group? You would not. You would not go about finding a group. <laughs> you, you are. You're commenting on a video from four years ago with 5,000 views and eight comments. That's not a very good engagement ratio. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's very unlikely that you find you find your oh, Oklahoma yeah. City uh, <laughs> electric football group. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I feel bad. I do, too. I don't want to be a jerk to people on the internet because I like people also, on the internet. But. <laughs> the next one is still better than Madden 19. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's out of my wheelhouse, but <laughs> uh, a little bit mine too. But you know, I agree. This, this is so good, Jeff. Can we just restart our, our podcast and make a new one about commenting on people's YouTube comments? Oh man, yeah, that seems like a, a rich well, Nick. <laughs> it's, it's a never-ending well, Jeff. We will literally not be able to keep up. It'll be great. Oh man. <laughs> You know what, Nick? That feeds so daggum perfectly into my next topic. And I've skipped one of ours. So, Nick, I there's a lot of things that I watch on YouTube that would be very predictable of a person like myself. Shocker. (laughs) Yeah, shocker. I like, you know, educational things and just the things that are thought-provoking in general. Uh, I feel like it's probably not super surprising. I'm kind of weird like that. However, there are a couple things that I feel like are, I don't know, maybe on the fringe of what you would expect. Uh, And But before I tell you my two that I feel like I... I love it very much that I don't think you would necessarily guess about me. Uh, I want to know, are there any 
are there are there YouTube channels or YouTube videos or honestly any any sort of content of that variety that you would subscribe to that is outside of what I would suspect you would do uh, as a friend of mine for the past decade and a half or whatever oh, it's been? So, so my two are not really ones that I would think are like that you'd be like shocked by, but they're not ones that are inside of my normal uh, my normal wheelhouse. I just think that they're so good that like I don't even care that they're kind of not hitting. Like I'm not the the target demographic, and that's um, uh, lessons from the screenplay. They're a uh, they're a channel by a bunch of screenplay writers uh who uh do film analysis stuff. And Jeff, I don't really watch movies. Like I, <laughs> I've watched like one movie during quarantine, but the the freaking analysis is so good, and I really like writing. So like you know story writing is a storytelling and stuff so like it kind of is all similar stuff and they talk about uh tv sometimes too so you know there's some stuff but i watch basically every video there's because it's just super super freaking good uh they you know what i like about this nick like this is this is a proper good answer to my question because it's not like something i'm going to click on like oh man every video has you know 15 million views like they're solid like they they float around 50 to 100k or yeah. 200k or whatever yeah yeah well I, and i'll tell you this um their last uh f- their last uh six or something videos i don't even know uh jen was making fun of me because like i'm subscribed they, they don't have that they don't produce content like on a weekly basis or anything like that but the last like six videos or something i haven't watched any of the, of the movies in them but i was like jen this movie on soul is so good <laughs> she's like you didn't see soul oh, I'm like man. i don't need to see soul it's not important <laughs> uh you have tr- you have it on trusted account that it is good yeah exactly <clears throat> no that's cool i like that a lot I, like i'm looking you're right like in the past six months they have uh one two three four five videos uh there you go. and so all right you had you had a second one too um, yeah, I mean, my, my second one, I guess, is a little more broader, but I don't, do you know Nerd Writer? Nerd what? <laughs> Nerd Writer. Uh, Nerd Writer 1 is a, uh, it's like, it's like similar in that they cover, uh, film, but they also cover, like, comics and art and a little bit of politics, like, a very little bit of politics, but, like, just a huge, like, variety of content that I do not consume at all, but it's just like, oh, yeah. Tell me about this freaking twenty or nineteenth century impressionist painter. I want to know. I want to know. Is this is this dead? Like no, no. There's it's, only it's, one, two, three yes, videos. Very infrequent content. Okay. Very infrequent content. Okay, but but fantastic content. Like I can't even tell you, Jeff. Some of the most like well made video essay style stuff that you can make. Okay. Well, I've subscribed to both of them because neither one of them are going to spam my feed full. <laughs> no, that's for sure. No. No, you're 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 in good hands. You're in good hands. I'll start with the one that I feel like is more up your alley, which I probably have texted you a video of. Well, there's a non-zero chance I should say. Who knows? Um, yeah. Do you know who Summoning Salt is? I do not. Who's Summoning Salt? Okay, Summoning Salt uh, is a YouTuber who is on the video game speed run speed running scene, like has participated as a speedrunner himself on Mike Tyson's punch out, but I would consider to be like the absolute premier source for telling the story of video game speedruns. Interesting. And, 
And I don't know what, like, I don't watch these sort of things on Twitch or anything like that. Uh, but to have somebody put in the time to compile all these things and put them into a story and explain exactly all the fine, like, super, super complex details and, like, the difficulties of a particular thing that a particular person pulls off. Like, it is beyond interesting. I feel like somebody who enjoys a good min-maxing of video game sort of stuff, I think you might enjoy that. Uh, Jeff, um, I'm 10 years old again, and I'm watching him play Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, so if you could just give me a minute. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 10 years old. Like, like, how many has he done in the past six months? It's got to be less Uh, than five or six. uh, Let's see. uh, Four. There you go. Yeah. Whenever I see one pop up in my feed, it is literally like Christmas morning. Like, oh, that's awesome. I, I just, I know I'm going to have the best 45 minutes of my life. That's watching. another thing. I was going to say, this is like good because it's long form content too. So like, if you don't get it like once every now and then, you can just like set aside some time like, oh, you know what? You know what? When when my wife's doing that thing that she's got to do later, I'm going to sit down and just love this up. It's perfect. Uh, yeah, but no, it, it really is perfect. It's like, Oh man, it's it's like if you really really loved a movie franchise and they just randomly <laughs> released a forty five minute to an hour long yeah. video or movies every like six months or three months or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, most recently he released a video about uh, hitting the human limit for Mario Super Brothers or whatever it is, uh, and like talking about frame perfect execution of things and how that's been a competitive thing that nobody thought was possible and how close they are to hitting what is actually humanly possible. It's just like it is just wow. so wild and like the sub uh, culture thing behind it, it. Like people that love speedrunning are so into speedrunning. And I don't know, like it as a person who likes data and maximization and also video games and very well told stories like it is. It's so good. So that that's one of them. And then (laughs) something that's always been really impressive to me is that like the amount of like so I've played games where you have to know like a sequence a lot of sequence of events or a lot of abilities that like bosses have or whatever the hell. Um, And. I always found that like relatively daunting in that it's just like a lot of content or like a lot of memorization of a lot of different like little oh, minor Nick, de- you, minute you, details. Nick, you that's, have no idea. Like, that's what I'm getting at is like this is like that's what has always like super crazy intimidated and like made me obs- like how could you memorize an entire game every Nick, single place this where is, you're supposed to this cut is literally frames? This is like saying I am very, very intimidated about NASCAR because I am scared to ride a tricycle. Like it is. <laughs> I was it thinking is, more like, how, how could you memorize like you know a, a a hour long speech compared to a three minute song? But thanks for like belittling me there with the <laughs> analogy, no. Nick. It is so like I. I would love to think that either one of us would ever in the rest of our lives have the amount of free time and dedication to be able to uh, perform at the level that these people do video games at. Uh, like, but it's not a thing. It's it's not it's not a like yeah we're not going to I, like this. I, I didn't I wasn't implying that I would do that so much as I was implying that like. I don't understand how your brain can hold that much information in like perfect sequential order. And like, do you know what I mean? Like it's just an insane amount of memorization. Yeah, it is absolutely ridiculously impressive. But Nick, the next one that I feel like you will 
certainly not have heard of is Fuzzy Dice Projects. No. What is Fuzzy Dice Project? <laughs> okay. Um, I hope you don't I, mind that I, I'm searching these as you ask me. <laughs> you, you definitely should. Nick, what what would you guess based on the uh, the the cover or the, you know, all the pictures you see, all the thumbnails you see, all and stuff the ones like that? that say that, so there's uh, the words engine rebuild in like 90% of these. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, so here's what he does and here's why it appeals so much to me. This guy is, he could shoot a movie. He is so good at camera angles and... Like he would like if you wanted to have like a documentary on how to rebuild an engine, literally he has to be in the top like point one percent of talent that you could possibly recruit. That's super cool. He is so I I really enjoy the DIY sort of stuff, and you know if you try to find how to do something on YouTube, you can certainly there's a high likelihood that you'll figure out somebody who has done what you're trying to do before. If I were to ever like want to learn how to rebuild a 78 Firebird uh, engine, to stumble across somebody like this who literally films every like it is every minute detail and like at perfect angles. Because I've seen that. So when I've had to do like very ba- basic DIY stuff, I often am like, dude, could you not record in something higher than 480p? And also, do you have to have the freaking video like the the content in the corner of the frame and i feel bad because i'm being ungrateful for something that's like free education okay but dude but like it is okay i'm just gonna pick a random timestamp uh on one of his most recent videos i watched like click that i think it'll take you to timestamp 354 but he's talking about how to remove these piston heads or whatever the frick they are like it is absolutely unreal the angles and detail and his commentary and he's funny too and like it's just as a person who does kind of enjoy doing the diy stuff to see him do his thing and like he kind of does things the the sort of way that i would do them which are technically not proper but probably good enough (laughs) i like it is i don't he's very entertaining. He is insanely knowledgeable mechanic. Insanely gifted videographer. There's literally... I mean, I can think of maybe one or two other car-type channels where they do this level of, like, good videography. But nobody who seems like as much of a genuinely good person. Like, he constantly is, like, fixing his own friend's car's things and stuff That's like that. That's super cool. And, like, he does it as a job originally doing mechanic stuff, but it seems like now... It's like starting to transition to more like full-time YouTuber slash friend car fixer guy. Friend car fixer guy. Uh, which, what a what a cool profession, like, to be able to film yourself fixing yeah. friends' cars up. and Dude, this is super cool. I freaking love this. This is sick. Yeah, and, like, if you uh, just – it is, like, therapeutic in the way – like, I'm not – I don't really understand ASMR all that much, but like this is probably the closest to ASMR that I will ever understand of like just listening to a person explain how to rebuild an engine over the course of like, I don't know, probably I think at this point it's at episode 20. Like it is just, I don't know. It's so good. Like it's so beautiful and interesting and like he does such a good job i don't know this is this is a weird episode but no it is it is but i i like don't care it's fun it's like i and i'm just watching right and just like even visually it's satisfying it's just like oh this is somebody who obviously takes a lot of care with what they're doing and also knows a lot about what they're doing and it's just like 
that all its own is always like kind of worthwhile and awesome in its own way, right? But yeah, those are my things. Random YouTube no, I li- things. I like all of them. I, I, I think it's cool. It, I think that's something that um, I, w- I want to do more of, and that's something that I liked about this whole this whole format, was I want to be uh, outside of my own normal like wheelhouses more. I want to be like less consuming all of the same kind of content and less uh, spending all my time thinking about the same things and more diverse and uh like it can be it's okay if it's like a co- a topic that i'm not gonna ever dive into like that's awesome this is super cool nick last topic of the night uh at least for the main show yes. i would like you to tell me about old bones old, old bones question mark question mark old, no, it's old, not, bones. Uh, old, bo- old bones is my my joke descriptor or title okay of the topic. Uh, okay okay so uh freaking this week was it this week? I'm gonna, let me double check the time frame now because it's been a, a few. I don't know. Uh, very recently, uh, there was a huge archaeological find in Northern California near where I used to live. Um, yeah, it's super cool. Um, there was it's it's all stuff from about 10 million years ago, which is after uh, dinosaur. Uh, Old after bones, the dinosaurs. California. <laughs> Google search. Uh, let's look in the last week. Anytime. I can, I can send you a. I could send you an article instead of you doing that. That's a weird Google search. Found near Harry and Megan's estate? What? No, not that. What's, I don't <laughs> what think so. This? I don't think so. It's not from Harry and Megan's estate. I don't think. I don't know. Don't they I live think in SoCal? It, I, I don't know. I think it might be. I don't know. Okay. I, I, we digress. <laughs> I digress. Go okay. ahead, Nick. So it's a huge, huge find of like a ton, a ton of fossils altogether, including some that are like very well intact and some that are uh, really large mammals. And it's given a lot of uh, like the scientific benefit of it is going to be that they're going to understand a little bit more about uh, ancient climate change uh, because of the time period of this. And uh, it's like kind of a monumental find because we haven't had like giant uh giant finds of this scale frequently any longer you know we usually have found a lot of this stuff that's near the surface but i was more like going crazy with all of the really cool and random animals that i didn't know about that have either like evolved on or gone extinct or whatever um mostly evolved on uh in that it's like a really one guy uh one of the like uh the archaeologists like interviewed for this set uh article so that it's an extremely rich site uh they said other random stuff but who cares um let me tell you about some of these these animals here jeff because these are so cool they have already made several exciting discoveries including the bones of horses that may have had three toes and giant camels with giraffe-like necks that would have allowed them to eat out of 20 foot trees jeff a camel that can reach the 20 feet up? That's the okay. coolest thing. That, that is that that is just other giraffe. But um <laughs> giraffe do, 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 <laughs> <laughs> circle back. <laughs> circle back around. Uh so horses, do they have two toes? Question mark? I, I think so. I think so. I've Oh man, we are the best. <laughs> well, like, they they nothing... really have gone backwards. These freaking poor degenerating horses losing a toe. Uh, but you know, at this rate though, they've had it for 10 million years. Like, you know, they've only lost one in 10 million years. So they're, they're probably good for a little while. It's better um, than, <laughs> better than many humans can say. Exactly. Exactly. Um, one of the most common animals at the site seems to have been gomphotheres. I am probably butchering that. Elephant-like cre- creatures with four tusks. 
two above and two below their mouths, described as being small enough to walk in through your front door. Jeff, that is the steed that I want in my life. I have always thought it'd be cool to ride a horse. Yes, hold on. I have I have pictures. I need I, have... I need pictures because that sounds Jeff, 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 Jeff. Look Very cool. This is this is what we need. It's as here you go. The Gomphothier. This is so cool. I will say it's not as cool as I expected. I know. I know. It's, it's still, a, it's still a, an elephant. It's still very similar to just an elephant, right? But, like, uh, dude, I want to ride a steed with freaking four tusks, two above and below the mouth. Uh, and also, it's like a perfect size. I could walk in through your front door. Uh, scientists also found the remains of one fish that was as much as four feet long and the nearly intact skull of a mastodon complete with tusks. So the mastodon skull thing is like really rare for them to find stuff, uh, yeah. that like that intact. Uh, dot, dot, dot. I read a couple of articles for this, but ultimately I don't have that much to say about it. I guess I think that like the different kinds of animals that we don't realize have kind of come and gone through like the evolutionary line and the fact that you know animal life has been here for this is 10 million years ago and these are like elephants you know what i mean elephants humans have been around for several or i don't even know how long humans have been around i don't remember offhand but like not 10 million years and like the i i realized all i really wanted to talk about with you with about it was dude jeff animals are crazy the evolution of animals are crazy and this uh like this spine is gonna be really cool from a like uh from an understanding of uh climate change in that time and it's cool for me that it's like, you know, kind of in my backyard. It was is uh, found like they didn't this article said that they didn't want to say where it was. And another article said that it was in this one uh, range. And I was going to go to college there. And I was like that, that, that close to me. You know what I mean? Like down the road. There's so many crazy animals in the history of the world. The, the world's awesome. Evolution's crazy and amazing. All right, Nick. Well, we should probably call it good here. Uh, we are off to go record our NBA specific these days <laughs> Patreon only podcast at uh, patreon.com forward slash Tywasap. You can follow us on Tywasap on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube. But what about Snapchat? No, we don't do Snapchat. That's uh, some, some other stuff. Yeah, other stuff. We're not on Snapchat. Anyways, Nick, thank you for potting with me. You're welcome. This has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you for listening.